0: If you've been listening to my show, you know that the importer on the back of the bottle is one of the surest ways to guarantee a quality bottle of wine. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about Taub Family Selections. Taub Family Selections is a dynamic, fourth-generation, family-owned wine import company with a truly incredible portfolio of fine wines from 11 countries. These wines not only embody the unique terroir in which they are produced, but the passion and integrity of each family member involved from vineyard to table. Notable estates include Mastro Berardino, Bertani, Travellini, Ferrari, Coldorsia, Trimbach, Jean-Luc Colombo, Jean-Michel Jarin, among many other renowned producers. They also have from Bordeaux, Lafitte Rothschild from the left bank, and on the right bank, they have Chateau Lafleur. I'm telling you, these guys have it all. To find out even more, go to TaubFamilySelections.com, that's T-A-U-B, FamilySelections.com. Do you know about Grapes the Wine Company? Grapes is celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. They offer a remarkable selection of wines and spirits. The breadth and depth of their inventory is astounding. Add in an unparalleled level of expertise and customer service, and you could see why other retailers are green with envy. Through their extensive and ever growing network of relationships from around the world, Grapes the Wine Company offers the opportunity to discover the newest and most exciting wines. And revisit the classics from both established and emerging wine regions. Grapes features a selection of over 4,000 wines and spirits. The Wall Street Journal has called Grapes one of the most influential retailers in the US, and it rings true to this day. Wine is a joyful thing, and Grapes the Wine Company exists to connect people with the choices bottles. Ordering is super simple using their easy to navigate website. Or go old school and call to speak with one of their wine consultants for an in-depth feedback for your wine and spirits needs. Call them at 914-397-9463. That's 914-397-WINE. Or email your general inquiries to info at grapes, the wine co.com. That's info at grapes, T-H-E-W-I-N-E-C-O.com. You'll be glad you did. Hey, I'm MJ Taller, also known as a black wine guy. I went from being a totally obsessed wine newbie to becoming the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three years. In this show, I'll be talking to the mavericks, the philosophers, the players, and the deep thinkers who inhabit the world of wine. They'll share their experiences on how they made it, but more importantly, how they failed and got back up again. So grab a glass and let's get to it. This is the Black Wine Guy Experience. Hey hey everybody, what's up? It's your boy MJ. Welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience. My guest today is described as the always theorizing and experimenting vineyard manager at Stoltman Vineyard since 1994, Ruben Solorzano. Did I say that right? You'll say right. All right. Wow, oh, that makes me so happy. Uh, Ruben was crowned the grape whisperer by wine enthusiast journalist Matt Ketman, who was a madman. I just met him at Hospice Road. Great. It's a <laughs> um, great guy. Through Ruben's vineyard management company, Coastal Vineyard Care Associates, he controls several of the best sites from the western edge of the Santa Rita Hills through Happy Canyon in Santa Barbara County. Ruben focuses on innovation through his viticultural empire. Uh, His partnership wine brand with the Stoltman family is named in honor of his wife, Para Maria, which means For Maria. Welcome, Ruben. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. We're so excited you're here. Ruben, um, tell us about the wine we're drinking tonight. What are are we drinking? And we're actually drinking at night today, people. No day drinking today. Okay, great.
1: So this wine uh, came to me from the... Uh, the Stallman family—they uh, offered to me four acres that was uh, with no vines for seven years uh, in the back of my house. And uh, when they offered to me, I say like, "Yeah, this is great, like a great opportunity for me and my family to make a really classic, you know, really great, fantastic wine." Uh, but my main idea is uh, if I can make a wine in the field. That will make me more happy. Mm. So, what we do it, uh, I use it the 30 years that I've been farming grapes and wow. experimenting and different techniques, different uh, trailers, different plantings, uh, a lot of different things. And the, I think it will work really good in, in Ballar Canyon. So, do it, I uh, I planted uh, the three different varieties uh, Grenache, Syrah, and, and Modvedra. And uh, we're pretty lucky that these, these four acres got uh, three different sides, three different hills. Uh, one of the hills faced to the west side, so they only get the afternoon sun. So that will make the fruit ripens a little more late because it doesn't get the morning sun. So warming up later in the day when the, the wind started to blow. Uh, and the other hill is uh, faced to the east, so that gets the morning sun. So we're warming up a uh, little bit early, and then uh, any fruit that you plant in there, it will ripen earlier than other size. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other hill got the morning and the afternoon sun. So uh, by knowing these three varieties, uh, we planted the the Syrah and the west side hills. They only get the afternoon sun. And we plant in the Grenache and the... Uh, East side hills, which is the morning sun, they warm a little more. And the most better, because it's the more laid variety, of the tree, we planted in the hills where we get the morning and the afternoon sun. So by doing that, the idea is to have these three different varieties ripens at the same time, picking the tree fruit at the same time, and make a wine that we call co-fermented. So it's all the, uh, the three different varieties, they... They started getting married in the fermentation when all the flavors, all the aromas, everything is right. happiness
0: in, in the wine. Right. So you don't... um <clears throat> Sometimes people uh, will uh ferment them separately and then blend them at the end. You actually co-ferment. Co-ferment. Okay. And, yeah. Very cool. Well, it's going to be a hot one. It's going to be a good one uh, because uh Ruben is a font of viticultural knowledge, but he also just has an amazing story. So. You know, we're going to go way, way back before you became the Great Whisperer, um, and uh, tell everybody where you're from. Where were you born? Where were you raised?
1: Yeah, so I'm from the, a little tiny village in, in Jalisco, Mexico. Uh, I, I'm the youngest, i 11, so big family,
0: yeah. Catholic, huh?
1: yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and you're and you're the baby i'm the baby okay yeah, i'm the baby so it's a it's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of benefits to me to be the baby uh i and that to be the because i the younger the three of my older brothers are teachers mm-hmm. in mexico so my the older brother jose uh he and that to be my teacher uh in my last uh, two years in high school oh wow
0: that's cool. (laughs) And the funny
1: thing, he's he's teaching me in in English, so I learned a little bit from him. So it really helps me to to get started when I came to California, jump the fence like many people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So 11 children... your parents were farmers. I read. So yeah, they were farmers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what was uh, what type of uh, farm work were they doing there in Jalisco? Like what uh, primarily vegetables? Is there was there any grapes um, involved? Like wine
1: grapes? No, no grapes. Uh, most of it they farming corn. Okay. And they do a little bit of vegetables like pepper, squash, uh, uh, zucchini, but uh, most of it is like his bigger operation is. Uh, uh, corn and and of course they they have a like, cows and horses and goats and sheep
0: like different animals that that run in through the through the farm in there yeah so um for myself and a lot of listeners um kind of where is jalisco uh in in mexico is it um you know I'm familiar i'm sure I'm familiar with Baja because I lived in California so you go down the coast but where would Jalisco be uh, located uh Jalisco i can say is in the
1: and the Heart at the Mexico. Okay. Like right in the meadow, It's not. Uh, it's not down west to the Mexico City. So it's. It's close to the coast. Uh, or oh, it's, it's in the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Coast, but our our little ranch is kind of inland. Okay. So it's not close to the, to the coast. Oh, close enough that we can drive over there every year. Yeah. And yeah. And go on <laughs> the beach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Um. So. Um, growing up, did you have to go and work uh, the fields with your parents? Were you, were you involved in farming from a very early age?
1: Yeah, yeah. When I, uh, <clears throat> I remember my uh, first story that I went up uh, because I the younger, so all my brother wants taking care of me. So, so they don't want to do it. The the mistakes they make it. So they they really want to taking care of me. So I. By the time that I eleven years old, I wanna I wanna go out with everybody. I wanna feel like I like the man, and right. <laughs> uh, uh, most of it's like my beating. I wanna play soccer, Yeah. but they they don't allow me to go out because I'm so younger. So uh, I have to work uh, really hard for three months uh, <clears throat> planting the corn and and working hard. So so my father to say like, if you do all this work, you know I buy I will buy the. The shoes for you to play soccer.
0: Oh wow! So okay,
1: by by the age of twelve, I able to play soccer in the teen in the little town and uh, able to feel like yeah, I, I'm the guy. I can I can do it. Whatever any other guy would do it. Yeah.
0: So it sounds like you were raised with a really um, strong worth ethic. Like your father's like, okay, you you, got, you know, I, I'll buy the shoes, but you got to earn them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's <laughs> I, I, nothing in that time. Nothing is free and. Uh, but you know if he was really good when able to do it somewhere for things they wanted, yeah, yeah,
0: no outstanding, so um <clears throat> you uh you graduated high school or you finished high school, or you think you said your brother taught your last two years of school, did you finish school you definitely... I, I finished school, okay, yeah, great, yeah. um and then um why what uh what was next I mean, you said you, you said, I, I jumped the fence, like why did you choose to uh, come to America.
1: Yeah, so when I finished high school, I I tried to go to college there okay. in Mexico, which is I, <laughs> it's not my team. You know, yeah. I started in college. Uh, <laughs> I only last one month after the month uh, because I used to go to the city and okay. live in the city. And really in that time, like the city is not for me. <laughs> so after a month, I come back to, to my... Uh, village there, and I tell my parents, say, like, sorry, this is not for me, I, I want to help you in the farming here. And and by that time, my two, uh, the other two older brothers, they were right in California, okay. working when the graves, they, they farming, they farming there. So uh, after two years, I help my parents in the farming, uh, all the operation there, the, the cows and horses, and everything. So my Older brother Marcos came and say like, uh, you know, you, if you want to go to California, I working then the grapes there and it's very interested. But uh, you know, you might be liking this work. I say, sure, why not? Let's 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 try. So I came to California and uh, immediately like I start working with the grapes, pruning vines. And uh, after a couple of weeks, uh, I tell my brother Marcos say like, I think this is me. Like, you know, this is, I like it. I think this is going to be something. And, and I benefit from uh, Marcos and Enrique, my two older brothers. They mm-hmm. start teaching me what they learned in five years they have in California. So I like a little, yeah, a little guy, little buddy. <laughs> but I feel like a sponge in that time. Yeah. Because I was like, grab everything. Like. And then Jeff Newton, the godfather of the Santa Barbara County for, uh, for the grapes, uh, he's looking at me and like he start teaching me a lot of things and like uh and he can see like uh I can learn very quick. Yeah. So uh yeah, other than that, like, you know, the the years pass and like uh able to in ninety four start working on installment and uh they allows me to to try a lot of different things. They uh they really in that time tone Really opens anything to me. They say, like, anything that you think is going to work, you know, please do it. And we, you know, we try. If it works, we continue. If it doesn't work, we don't do it. Uh, And uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know, many, many things uh, to come. And 90. Yeah, let me ask you a question about that.
0: So, um, what's it um, kind of, if you don't mind, if you'd share with people, like, what the journey to cross the border is like. Did, like, were you walking at night? How did you walk? Did you, would you, I mean, did you get, were you smoking on a truck? Like, you know, we see all these images on TV, you know, um, but, um, like, talk about, like, I, I, I we, you know, one thing we know, it's treacherous. <laughs> that yeah. Like, it's very dangerous. Um, would like to, uh, please share that with people because, I mean, your story is so amazing. It just, I think it's it just amplifies everything you've done, so, like, you make this decision. Your brothers were here. Now, were yep. they? Were, had they at that point? And did they have green cards at that point? Or were they also here? Did they they cross illegally? And they more...
1: they cross illegally. Okay. But that but the time they came, they already okay. had the green card.
0: Okay. So, um, what is what is how does one cross the border from from Mexico into the United States?
1: So yeah, uh, I you know <clears throat> came to Tijuana. Okay. And in uh, that time, I'm very lucky. The fence is not very high. Okay. And i also a little skinny because I play <laughs> soccer. So so i able to go out and, yep. and the fence and, and go to the other side. Uh, running after that for like two and a half hours. Okay. And uh, able to get a little town, Linda Vista, I think. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, jump in the car and then. Trapped to drop to LA,
0: so someone was waiting for you, yeah. Okay, okay.
1: I went other when other people they they tell me where to go, And all of that, so what they call the coyotes,
0: yeah. Okay, the the coyotes, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I think, um, and what was it that just had you because I mean, I don't know what happens if you get deported, I don't think you're in trouble with them. you're not in trouble with the Mexican government, are you? I,
1: I, I nah. Nah. I'm not in trouble. Nah. Oh, I came to uh, the first year when I came here, I jumped the fence, I yep. get lucky. Yep. Get to Santa Barbara to San Inez very quick. I went back to Mexico illegal and then come back again. Oh. So on the second time, yeah I get arrested two times. But uh in that time is you know they Get you across the border, and they they put in a yield for a day, and then report it back to Mexico. They they just throw you, till the other side of the fence. Right. So are you able to next day come back again? <laughs> here.
0: Uh, so what? I'm just curious, so. What year was this? Who was president then? What was the, what year was this? It's uh,
1: uh 1989. 99.
0: That's 99. 89. 89. So that's, that's the first f- year. That was um, Bush. Yeah. That was, Bush. Yeah. yeah. But the first Bush. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So. You mentioned uh, you you went up to Santa Barbara. So your brothers were working in Santa Barbara. Were they working for Jeff Newton at that time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he has. A, and for people like you said, he's kind of like the godfather of uh, uh, the, of vineyard management up there. So just correct. tell people a little yeah. bit about Jeff. Um, who yeah, may not know of him because so, people don't know vineyard managers. This is what's so, so and you so, guys are so important for making the wine, right? Like you know, so we think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jeff
1: Newton, he he's um, he he went to college to UC Davis. Okay, so uh, and he's the guy that really believed it in the this Valley um, because in that time it's only like three vineyards and and nobody really make it good wine. If you wanna be a vineyard manager, you will go to Napa in that time. Yeah, yeah. But he really believed in the in that place, and he started his company in eighty three. Okay. And uh, and he's like, but he was uh, the three vineyards they are there they they only farming for to sell the fruit. So okay. the fruit most of the fruit go outside. Uh, so when Jeff started, he believed that we can make a world class wine. So he started elevating the farming, and, uh, and uh, later on in the 90s, 94 to 2000, we started to get a lot of consultants from outside. Okay. So consultants that tell us how farming grapes or to increase the quality. Uh, but the 2000, uh, we started to see a lot of consultants coming and, uh, and teaching winemakers how they can make a better wine. Also, it's a, a, a new equipment in the vineyard, a new equipment in the winery. So the, the wine quality went from zero to 100, very quick. And now I think we below below 100. No, we're over
0: 100. Yeah, you yeah, blow, yeah blow blown past 100. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I think it's funny um, <clears throat> that um, every now and then, you know, every seven years, a wine inspector goes, Santa Barbara, up-and-coming wine country, and it's been just – like at a pinnacle for a while now, for a like while, over yeah. thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> they're still proclaiming it, you know, as it's, up and coming. It's because it's, it's very small and it's not. It's
1: no big wineries there, right? Uh, it's, that's why the you know it go very slow. But I think at the same time it's very important to go slow, so we don't we keep it, the quality very high. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's that's the main thing. Like the, that valley running um uh, west to east so we benefit from the from the uh, ocean only to one side so we can grow a lot of different varieties in the same area because every, every mile that you go from the from the west to the east is 1 degree is warmer or colder okay yeah so it's really really cool really cool valley
0: yeah that must be a lot of fun <clears throat> um so you get here um you hit your ride up to Santa Barbara, you know, from a little town in San Diego County. Um, you get to the vineyards and you said you're working with your brother for a few weeks. And you said, you said, you said I think, I, you know, you're like, I think I, I found my thing. Yeah. Um, what was, um, can you say what about it was, uh, do you, was it just a feeling or what, what, what made you just kind of feel like, you know, you, you knew you were on to something that you had a depth for and you love to do?
1: What I like the most uh, about the the grapes is like uh the, you do a different things every time. Like it's not like working and inside where you do the same thing every day after day after day. So so the grapes kinda of the work if you thinking about repeat every year. Yeah. But every, every year is uh is different, every week. Every, you you're not doing the same thing all the time. And uh most of it for me is uh to be outside, you know, working in the field—that's that's my thing. That's how I grow up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can—I uh, have a friends that can in the same time. They came here and they—they they stay in LA, working in different things. And for me, like, <laughs> I has to be outside. I has <laughs> to be in the field. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So um you
0: first came in 1989, and then in 1994, you became a citizen. So. Uh what was that process like? Um did you have was that the function of like Jeff sponsoring you? How did you get um so the uh, to become a citizen?
1: Jeff Jeff Finner, the sponsor, uh Tone Stallman is the one that sponsored me. Okay. And uh in that time if he, if you own an app land that you say I need this guy to manage my property, you were able to get good papers. Uh the process was little hard for me because in that time I like, I have a little bit of experience but not too much. Mm-hmm. And uh I has to be show to different people that I know enough about the grapes. Mm-hmm. So that way uh, the and vineyard say like I need this guy. And uh it's funny like uh when, the, when they told me okay, your process is done, like, you know, we can get you the 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 green card the permit to be here to be working here mm-hmm. and uh but they send the letter and they you say but it's a guy they have a twenty years experience and he getting this employment now so we we have to meet you and hand okay in the vineyard and we need to see why this guy is not working getting this employment if he got twenty years experience and and why you say uh you need to get good papers because this vineyard, is, you know, needs you. So yeah, we get there. It's a it's a guy from the immigration. Okay. I don't know who it is. Right. He, he came and asking questions about hen and me and like. Somehow they think I I know more than hands. So. I was gonna say, but like, I mean,
0: objectively, yeah. they didn't. I don't think there is a lot of wine experts working for the. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Know, yeah. Immigration and Naturalization Service, well, right? Well, um, well, no, for <laughs> sure,
1: yeah. But they, they, you know, in that time, no, they are not talking about uh, wine. They talking about the grapes.
0: Oh, just, 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 just the grapes. Just yeah. like the agriculture, like agriculture, right, yeah. Like, yeah. got it, got
1: it. Yeah. So, uh, I I think when they hear me talking about the how tractors work, you know, how the vines grow, like, you know, they they asking base questions, and uh, they say, oh, okay, yeah. Well, we can see they they call Tom and say, like, oh, I can see why you need this guy here because gotcha. he he, need, he knows a lot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that process, said six months later, uh, so I got my green card, and I went, uh, you have to go to other process to get uh, the visa so yep. you can Go in and out, and they send the letter again. and said, "Oh yeah, but you know we got other guy here that got the experience and uh, uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know we need an interview again." So in that time I called Tom and say, "Tom, like this these guys are like, I'm nervous. I said, this guy maybe knows more than <laughs> me." So I say, "Don't worry, Ruben. I'll, I'll be in the meeting." You know, so he drove from Palos Verdes to the vineyard and then we have an interview and like and uh, and the guy say, like "Okay, I'm sorry for making this a game, but you know we don't need to do again Ruben, you're done like all the processes oh, cool so all
0: right so we <clears throat> we've we've we've, we've you, you i had you share a little bit about more jeff um we re- i read that you said, and you said pretty much everything I learned I learned from jeff Newton. um what what um what was it uh, that you made you guys have such a special relationship because he's worked with lots of other people before yeah
1: well um i think it's all, all combined uh, i i the younger guy got got energy mm-hmm. jeff is the kind of guy that he he's a professional he mm-hmm. like it people do it, things in the perfect way and uh you know in that time I younger i i got energy and i i always do it the way that he tell me to do it uh I remember the first time when I uh, he put me in the tractor and uh we gotta go in the middle of the roads and and, and in disking, disking, the the soil behind and uh, he said Ruben, if it's any curb in the side you have to do again. So uh I working at uh, the Brander Vineyard in that time. Pretty, Fred pretty Brander. Fred Brander. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty long rows, and uh, and the tractor is is not the best tractor. So uh I make it one the line and it's it's little curve, so he told me he said like, yeah, just to make it right, you go in reverse, all the way to the other end and do it again. Only taking me one time, I I don't make the mistake again. <laughs> so next row is a straight and a straight, and I so proud of myself that that he teaching me. Yeah. He also told me how to we'll do it. Yeah, and uh, I say like, hey, this is right, and now I joking with Jeff and say like, remember when you tell me he said yeah. You know, you do it right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that takes a lot <clears throat> to be humble enough to um to take correction. And, and, and I think it says a lot about you, about how much you wanted to, like you said, you were like a sponge, like you wanted to do it right. You wanted yeah. to be, seems like you want to be very good at this from the start.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think because it, it was my passion, I already have it uh two of my brothers working in the vineyards and they, they tell me how grape is like the people around San Ines Valley and how they respect the people that work in the field. And, uh, uh, and then after that, we started working with consultants that come in from, you know, storming higher, Alberto Antonini, mm-hmm. He's a, a really famous consultant, uh, and start working with him and, uh, I remember the first time that he came in, like, uh, we walk in the vineyard with everybody and talking about try this, do it that, like, you know, how he see it do it, and, and, uh, the second time that he came, like, uh, we walk when everybody, and, uh, he intentionally went back and pulling me on the side, and then we start talking in Spanish. Ah. So, so nobody knows what yeah, we're talking right, about. Right, right, Uh, and, uh... And he tell Tom and say like Tom, this is this is the key. You know, if he if he, we can work with Ruben, he will he will be able to get the ideas and change this uh this quality fruit to make a
0: better wine. Mm. What was um so Antonio is from Alberto and Antonini is from Italy. What kind of what grapes was he consulting on? Was he just like because I know in Santa Barbara, like you said, they grow everything from, from Burgundian varietals to uh, Italian varietals to Bordeaux varietals to Rome varietals. So was he consulting? Because I know there is Sangiovese on on Stolpman's property. Yeah. So
1: so he consulted for the vineyard. Everything that we grow in that. Oh, time. everything. Okay. But uh, he specialized in Sangiovese and Nebbiolo. Okay. Yeah. So in that time we have it uh, thirteen thirteen acres of Sangiovese and uh, and ten acres of Nibiolo. All right. Now,
0: that was um. So he wasn't the only uh, major consultant from France you worked with. You, uh, Michel Roland? Yeah. Okay, so what was that, like <laughs> the Michel Roland?
1: <laughs> yeah, so in 2003, uh, I started working in Jonara Vineyard. Jonara is the property next to Stallman okay. there in Ballard Canyon. And uh, uh, working very close when Matt D's the winemaker, he, he started that year there too.
0: Matty Dees. Yeah. Honada, yeah. uh, the pairing pairing. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh working with Michel Roland is other great experience for me because uh uh we, we you know we testing the wines with him and uh, he does the blends and I able to sit down at the table with that famous guy and uh, and try like yeah, we, we try a lot of wines and we try his blenders and the way that he do it. Uh he also teaching me a lot about uh, the the grapes and the farming. One thing that I, that I never forgot that he told me the the vines are like a teenagers. Okay. You know, they grow up every year. Right. <laughs> every year is a teenager they grow up. If he if you give it too much and and, and, and his growing season, they get lazy and they crush in the end. Mm. So uh Say like you gotta be forcing them to, to work hard when they need to working hard. So that say is when we start to, to do this new technique that we call dry farming. Yeah. And uh, in that time, like uh, a lot of people talking about dry farming, and uh, a lot of the uh, the growers they say like, no, that's that's not true. Like you cannot dry farming because we don't get any rain here. Mm-hmm. Also, if you dry farming, the vines gonna die. And uh, because in that time, the, the more important thing for us is to get three or four tons of acre. Right, right. And, and everybody knows that if he, if you don't put in that water, the vines will die. Right. Or or they you're not going to get three tons of acre. Right. So uh, he teaching me the way they say, like, yeah, you can dry farming, but dry farming means that you can dry farming the... The wine, the vines don't need to be dry farming because they are vines. They need water to
0: grow. Interesting.
1: So I say like, yeah, but how I can do it? like, oh, this is how the vines work, and like, you know, you can try and like. So what I start to try is like uh, not giving water to the vines. Uh, So when the when the water that you put into the vines go into the grapes. Is from the time they finish blooming, so the berries start to form like that. Is uh, to the time they started getting sugar, either they get in color mm-hmm. if they uh, red grapes, or they getting sugar if they white grapes. So it's about six, seven weeks, depends on the weather. Um, so if if at that time uh, you're not irrigating the vines, you're not putting any water in the berries, Got it. and. Uh, it, the installment the the vineyard there, we able to do that because the soils are really, it's really rich soil on the top, mm-hmm. really heavy clay, and also got the limestone in the bottom. So uh, so we able to, those six, seven weeks, not give any water to to the older vines. When the vines are younger, we irrigate them because we need to establish, we need to make sure they put in the roots. And then we, immediately we start to see the the flavors in the fruit, like the fruit getting ripens a uh, little more early, but also ripens at the low sugar level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they feel uh, they really ripe fruit but not really high sugar right. so the the acid levels are good, and uh, uh, the the flavors and the 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 and the color and the berries are really really good. Uh, and then I start to adapt it, so I, you know, I can see that when the younger vines, they four or five years, you need to give it water through the year, mm-hmm. but I, like, even when those younger vines, I started to force it in that time to put in the roots down, and it's, it's, it's all about teaching the vines how they can get what they needed by forcing them uh, not to give it easy, uh...
0: So it is like teenagers. You you can't spoil them. <laughs> you can spoil. Yeah, it's, it's just like your dad. You had yeah. to work for your soccer shoes. Yeah, like yeah. that's like 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 um you give them, you give them enough, you know, and and but well, they yeah, have when, to
1: earn when it. he told me say like, I say like, yeah, I can do it. That to the vines, my dad do it to me. <laughs> Why not? It works. <laughs> I can do it. Uh, but what it is is uh, uh like is. It's a lot of different things that you know. I can explain it. I can talk about. But right. every year is different. Every year is like I gotta adapt it and, and do a little bit. Uh, I can say for me one other thing that really helps me to understand the vines better and do it better uh, is when I live in the vineyard. When I start to live in the storming vineyard, able to walk the vineyard in the morning, in the middle of the day, and the afternoon, and uh, by touching the the leaves or the two tips of the vines—it's amazing when I touch it. I can see, I can see how much water the vine has. It. I can see how they feel, and I because I'm there all the time. I can feel what they feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a when you were talking and talking about how you can just touch the leaf. There's a there's a book about George Washington Carver, and it's called The Man Who Talked to Flowers. And he and and. He had a magical thing like you had, like just he could touch the soil, he could just yep. tell what a what an amazing gift. Um so before we go too far down the road, um, because we're gonna unpack a lot of stuff. Uh this is like in the two thousands when you're doing this consulting with Jeff, right? With uh Alberto and Michelle, correct? Yeah, okay. correct. I just wanna so I just have a point of reference. When when did Maria come into to, to your life?
1: Uh so, Maria and I uh, get married in uh, '95.
0: Oh wow! Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, 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 um, okay, cool. So we're we're gonna we're gonna unpack that, but I just wanted to make sure I didn't yeah. step over that. Um, so I'm sure she had a lot with uh, keeping you in line. Not that you're not w- that you, you seem mode. like someone would be out of line, but you know, work I'm yeah. married. If I'm I... not happy, nobody's happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I can say like uh when when uh when Maria came to my life, but uh, it, it really she really helps me to to be focused, to be directed, to not be in trouble. Mm. You know, because you know single guys. Like guys, guy, because like, guys. Like, right? guys like, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can be in trouble, like a lot of my friends they, they went on road directions and like yeah. they take the road that they, they should Listen, never and it take it. It took
0: me forever. I I didn't yeah. get married till like f- 2016, and I and and I have the life that looks like a guy who was single that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. so let's talk about all these great consulting kids around Santa Barbara. Um, Tom Prentice from Napa, another big name.
1: You yeah. With. So That's about uh, working with Tom, uh, it's it was other guy that teaching me a lot. Have a hand like oh, like still working with him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, having him there, he he teaching me the way the Napa grow, the Napa the Napa style, like the professionals, the the really straight looking things, and uh, uh, the the uh, the nutrients of the vines. He he knows a lot about how how you can add what the vine is missing. Mm-hmm. So by taking the take it, uh, the pedios we call the pedios is the little things that hold the leaf to the shoot. Okay, we send it out to the lab and then it tells us what is lacking in the nutrients. But Tom Prenas is the kind of guy that he, he you know, he been doing for so many years. So just walking the vineyard with him and uh, he told me, say like, oh, I think those vines need the iron, they need the nitrogen. They, you know, he knows that we still send it to the lab mm-hmm. to make sure, mm-hmm. but he, he immediately But he's like know. spot on, right? Yeah, he yeah. said yeah you gotta add this and and uh, so I get a lot of analogy from him So now I can same thing. I, I send the periods to the lab, but I right before the periods come back I, I already add what the vines needed. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's he's, he's he also uh because he's a Napa and working with him uh so, are you able to go to Napa like two or three times mm-hmm. every year mm-hmm. and see what they do it uh I remember the other time working with uh some guy say, like, "Yeah, Robin, what you see in Napa? you will see that in sunnyness vineyard and sunnyless Valley in twenty years uh twenty years pass, and uh sunnyless vineyard is is going up, but Napa going way up mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so we still not catch up, and twenty years pass uh." Why why do you think that is?
0: I think it you know is that Is it just the money that gets pumped into it's Napa? It's the money, yeah. I mean it would have to be. It makes yeah. it, I mean like yeah. I mean just just it's, just billions yeah. of dollars goes oh, into it's, Napa.
1: There's too much money in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh but uh, I I think it's like it's good that we go in slow. Yeah. Uh because like uh it's, we don't we don't need to have all the wine very expensive. Like I wanna be able to buy wine they're working for, and right, right, it. Like, exactly, right. I, you know, mean, so I mean,
0: you can't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, people get mad. I'm some some listeners get mad, but I'm like, listen, I love Napa, but like literally, first vintage out the gate, 300-400 bucks a bottle in a three pack Cabernet, because that's you know like it's just expensive because they can do it, right? Because yeah. they can yeah. do it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. um now, you said you got to go up to Napa a few times, and I assume you still do. Did you did you ever travel to Italy with um, Alberto or to France to, like, Bordeaux with Michelle? Any, did you have any, take any trips abroad to see what they were doing?
1: Yeah. So my first trip to Europe is uh, in 2006.
0: Okay. Where'd you go?
1: I went to, uh, yeah, this hit, like, uh, the, the four regions, so... Uh, Bordeaux, was, Burgundy. Uh never went to Bordeaux. Okay, it's one place. They wow. Need to go. Okay. So, uh, so Burgundy and the Rhone Valley. Okay. And Tuscany and Piedmont. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so a lot of good memories from that time, and a lot, a lot of ideas they brought back. Uh, yeah. Uh, and
0: uh, yeah, what, what, what most like when you when you went to the Rhone Valley? Because I mean, um, you guys at Stoltman do a fair amount of Rhone varietals what what did you notice or what was something that struck you on when you were visiting the vineyards there
1: i i remember my my first night in uh in the Rhone valley uh i i went when the installment, uh winemaker in that time sashi mormon and uh uh the first day i see the vines how they planted in the hills or there let's say like sashi why we do it wrong in california <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean like well you know Everybody tell me that we planting grapes in California because they do it in French and they, you know, but they do it different way. Uh-huh. Why we do it like 10 foot rows, 12 foot rows? Like, oh, it's because the tractors and like, you know, I try the joking and at the yeah. same time get an answers. So what I get from there, I, uh, you know, working in the, <laughs> working, kind of working in the vineyard went, uh, uh what's his name? Uh. And the Rome Valley, uh okay. Rostain. Okay. So I visited his vineyard and uh, you know, working with him and uh, I immediately when I come back, uh, I Tom came to me, and said Ruben, what you see there the mm-hmm. you would like it over here. Say Tom, we gotta plant in the vineyard like the cortee. Like exactly the same that mm-hmm. René Rostein does. Say, sure. Yeah. So uh, so we 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 started the process, so in 2007, we planted in a vineyard, the identical, like, the Coral style, like the, the teepees or echelas. We mm-hmm. call echelas uh, trailers and, uh, and the very steep hill. Uh, when we planted the fruits, 20 acres in the installment, like, it's very steep hill that we can have. We, we don't feel like we can plant them because it's really steep for the tractors. Right. So we planted, you know, 6,000 vines, <laughs> and then we farm by farming by, by food now. Okay. So that's uh that's kind of the fruits um vineyard that we plant in the way It's uh, is right by the by the road by the Ballard Canyon and I remember the jokes like the people that driving there and uh, we put in the steaks and they say like, Hey, you guys kind plant in beans or what are you guys doing now? <laughs> like it, it, nobody even see that kind of planting in
0: California. Um I'm not sure, but I know like a lot of I, I have heard that you know you probably you're familiar with uh Jackass Hill in, in Sonoma Martinelli Jack like like California's laws you can't plant some places like or like that yeah. in Europe you can like that are treacherous like there's yeah. places like you said like uh, Cote Roti, or there's vineyards in in Germany where like like people die like trying to <laughs> and right. like California like there's like there's certain like you know you, you they they just have restrictions in America just can't plant uh, that close or on certain soils. Um, but it seems you guys overcame some of that and have found a way to uh, emulate or, or, or duplicate what you saw in court Roti, correct?
1: Yeah. yeah. The, the hill that we is not it's not very steep. Yeah. It's, it's but you steep can't, but there's
0: no steep. tractor, you have to... No want, tractor, yeah. it's all by hand. Yeah.
1: But no tractor because um, it's, it's three for rows. Yeah. So we don't have any tractor that feeds in that.
0: Okay, uh, okay. And but, you talked about that, so... Um, you mentioned like the rows. So, what is the advantage of the, like a three-foot row versus a ten-foot row?
1: Uh, it's all about wine quality, and uh, what I see in the in the three-foot rows is uh, six thousand vines per acre, mm-hmm. and uh, we call we call it's head pruning. Yep. So it's no trellis. It's not a wall. Mm-hmm. The, the shoots and the leaves they get in sun from both sides. So the shoes will grow together in the steak. So uh through the years and uh, see how the fruit would turn it there and how the vines acted, uh for me that's a really great way to plant it in California. Mm-hmm. Once because it doesn't look like we're gonna have a lot of water. <laughs> right, uh, right. <laughs> and those vines uh because they, they grow the shoes together, they they use a very little water. Mm. Also, like, uh, you only care about three or four clusters per vine, so the vine have an easy life to ripen the fruit and, um, and doesn't need fertilizer, doesn't need water, doesn't need, you know, the, that block we, we we're getting the fruits five years, and after that, like, some years we are getting one time, some years we are getting two times, mm-hmm. depends how much rain we got. But the vine will grow, and they grow to the top and stop, and they don't eat much because they, they get very little fruit. Yeah. And, they, and the leaves, when the leaves are together, when they're not getting a straight sun mm-hmm. and there, they, they don't evaporate and they don't lose the water from the soil. Cool. So that's a great benefit yeah. for the vines and the fruit. Yeah.
0: You know what, Ruben? we got to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Uh, we're going to just keep having this amazing conversation with Ruben. The Great Whisperer. We'll be right back. All right, are you ready for another great distributor to look for when shopping for fine wines and spirits? Let me tell you about Independence Wine and Spirits or IWS. IWS is one of the hot, up-and-coming distributors of fine wines and spirits, headquartered in New York City. Like Taub Family Selections, IWS is owned by the Taub family, who have re-entered the New York wholesale market, bringing the family back to its roots in distribution, where they held court from 1951 through 2004. IWS is proud to represent an exceptional portfolio of high-quality, terroir-centric, and historic producers from around the world, including Italy and France, where they have an exciting roster of burgeoning Vin from Burgundy that are coming your way soon. They also have domestic producers such as La Coya, Cardinale, Staglin, El Molino, and many more. To learn more about IWS, go to independencewine.com. Hey, are you looking to order that special bottle you had on vacation? Uh, Do you need to find a bourbon your boss has never tried? How about wrapped bottle gifts for teachers, coaches, or your sales force? Grapes, the wine company, can provide all this and more. They do Zoom tastings, winemaker dinners, wine-driven charity events, cellar consultations, and stellar suggestions. They do it all. Did we mention Burgundy? If you left your heart and bone... There's no better stateside destination to shop for red and white burgundy. Not to mention the great wines of France, Italy, Germany, the U.S., and Spain. That's GrapesTheWineCo.com. All right, we're back. So, Ruben, um, so you were working for Jeff's management company, and then in 2004 you started your own. You partnered with him, and you started Coastal Vineyard Care Associates. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So uh – that's starting uh ninety ninety six okay. to ninety nine. Okay. Jeff I think he said something in me that making me a partner.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: So he said, I I need to have you in my company because everything that you learn so quick, everything that you know, uh he might be thinking that if he's if he I not be his partner, yeah, can know, be his competition. It can be competition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like this kid is younger than me. <laughs> He's
0: he learns yeah. like a sponge. Yeah, yeah.
1: but also uh, he gave me the opportunity to me that that nobody will give it to right to me. Right. So uh, I really like you know I I love Jeb and I respect him too much because other than he teaching everything that he knows to me and uh, I get all his ideas and I able to to keep working and try new things. Uh, uh, he also making me a partner, you know, yeah. and uh it, it's not easy. You know, nobody does that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's, let's, I mean, let's talk about this whole thing. So, how did the, uh how did the Tom Stoltman, how did the Stoltman family come to spot you even? Like, I mean, like, wh- like, how did that happen? Like, the, <laughs> you know, I mean, or, like it's, or, it's almost or, like, it's like. Yeah. You know, it's it's like a fairy tale almost in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you were you were you were you working for Stoltman just the, uh, through Jeff, or how did how did that through uh, Jeff through Jeff? Yeah. Okay.
1: So Jeff uh, Jeff uh, Tom Stoltman hired Jeff Newton to okay. plant in his vineyard. Got it. To 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 buy the land, buy the property, and plant in the vineyard. So uh, in '94, uh, Jeff came to Tom and say, Tom, I. I have this younger guy that need to be a sponsor. Wow. Uh, and don't say like if it's Marcus' brother and you tell me this is a really good guy that's gonna do the work here, I'll do it. And uh and uh, uh just say no Tom, you don't understand like by doing this it's a lot of paperwork that you need to out, or like the full amount like a sponsor like you, you know, all of this. And don't say like if it's Marcus brother you know. Well Tom's I like it. I do that shit yeah. every day. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> this is that's, what I do. That's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like you got the right guy. Yeah. he said, yeah, always I would do he, it. Oh, yeah. he's Marco's brother, but this is what we do. We fill out <laughs> yeah. paperwork. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's you know, that's that's how I get to okay. to a yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: All right. So um <clears throat> meanwhile, you and Jeff are just ripping up the uh you know, Central Coast as consultants. Um uh, like I said, you worked with uh Jonata um Brander. I mean, it's probably just about everybody who is somebody. Um and um you know, you've had you've been like you're one of those guys like the guy behind the guy, but like you've been in the, like people have known about you for like people who know know you in the wine business, you know what I mean? Like the Vinny Man, like like, you know, people know like the Tony A. Brews, or, like they know the the, the Ruben Solzanos. Yeah you know the Jeff the Jeff Newtons um so in Forbes let's let's talk about how did you make the move or not make the move how did you slide into making your own wines
1: uh yeah i i i think it's uh people started know about me because uh i love wine <laughs> yeah I I remember two thousand one is one of the years when I start get more into the wine and I say like yeah, why I drinking tequila and beer? Like well, I can drink well, good, really I, good wine.
0: Yeah, but you drink good tequila too. <laughs> I still drink tequila. Yeah. yeah. But you L- drink more bit. wine in
1: 2000. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I think that that's serious. That's what really get me into the into the people that knows me about because I not only farming, I can, I can talk about wine. I can, I can drinking wine. I can testing wine. And, uh, it, it really brings the attention to winemakers and like being your owners. Mm-hmm. And like, everybody knows that, you know, it's not, it's not just only farming. You know, I can, I can enjoy wine. I can, you know, I can drink and I can, I can, uh, have it. <laughs> and, uh, the, the funny thing about this is that by drinking wine, by testing wine, it really helps me to be better farmer.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a – you yeah. like, you, you literally – I can see that. I mean, the best way to learn about wine is drinking it. It's not it's yeah. not in a book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then I, I make shit up all the time. But I could see, like, if you start drinking the wines vintage after vintage and, you know, you see what the final blend was, you see what the alcohol was, you know what the acid was – um by drinking the wine, you can make adjustments vintage to vintage, correct, yeah, no, uh by like, drinking like tasting, the wine it's like tasting you know yeah. doing more salt, like the more you do it like you're you're, you're able to kind of regulate for sure,
1: i uh, when I taste the wine, I know the work that we do in the vineyard mm-hmm. in that year, mm-hmm. so I can mm-hmm. adjust the work a little bit, you know one way or the other base and the wine that we want to make it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah.
0: So we got, we have, we have this, he has this beautiful magnum, look at it, look Ruben flexing on there. So, um, El Padrino. Um, so, my Spanish art was uh, Quadrilla? Quadri- quadrilla. Quadrilla. All right, so in 2003, you were quoted in Forbes as saying, we made the first vintage of La Quadrilla in 2003, but we realized that the training quadra was was usually about 2 acres it produced too much wine so quadria means crew the crew yeah. the crew okay um and their friends and family every day. so like talk about quadria talk about the crew what is the crew
1: yeah so um uh, one time uh, when uh, tom came to the ranch and then we have a barbecue there uh, he tell me he he kept keep tell me like say ruben the the reason that I buy a plant in a vineyard and I have this, I wanna be able to to make it uh, the life better for everybody that working here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I have this idea about if I if I give it uh, to the crew some rose in the vineyard where they can make decisions and they can farm and they can they can do it whatever they want uh they will they will listen it better to me mm-hmm. and they will come in and be a farmers not not like follow orders they give it. Mm-hmm. So the it's funny, the fruit gear uh we give it those roads and I don't have anything so they 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 literally leave all the fruit and the vines they pound the water. they're so proud of the the cluster it looks huge they're huge right right <laughs> huge big cluster, big berries, they strip all the leaves on both sides so they get uh, they can see a wall the fruit and uh, so we yeah we harvest the fruit, make the wine and uh, a year later we come back the wine they thing come back when the wine they make it and the wine the foreststalment. And it's so funny for me to see, like, a lot of these guys, They it's the first time they drinking wine. Right, okay. And awesome. even when they try his own wine, mm-hmm. they say, no good. So uh, <laughs> from the back, they came to me and said, Ruben, like, the storming wine uh, that we're farming uh, has less fruit, but the wine is better. Our wine is it's not good, but the fruit looking really nice right. in the vine. Can you teach us? Say okay, next year we do it. So next year they say like do the opposite. Like we're not gonna put in water. Like we leave only one cluster for shoot. And then the second year the wine came really good. So uh, in that time we used it uh, a label. This uh, is a square label. This uh, like four hands, like a hand, a hand mm-hmm. like that is. But now the uh, the wine doesn't have a label to sell.
0: Right. It was just for friends and family.
1: Yeah, friends yeah. and family. Right. So we make the wine, we give it back to the crew. So they end up to have it too many cases of wine. And uh, I started to see the wine and the quinceaneras and the weddings <laughs> and then all the parties and, and uh, the Mexican parties and that uh, and uh, they 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 so proud, of. they can bring the wine to to his parties. Yeah. The, the wine they make it. Yeah. So uh yeah, so that's how we, we start and uh we keep make it uh like later on the 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 club members they they find out about the wine and then uh and they say we we want this wine and it uh so uh it took us two thousand three, so the two thousand nine, that's that's kinda of the first wine that we right. we make it uh you know, to sell. Commercial, yeah. Commercial, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um so um how did that and everything just seems so collaborative between you and Jeff and the stoltman family How did you guys uh like the first label how did you come up with it was that a collaborative uh, was that was that the was that the squad was that the crew that kinda did you present some samples and they voted on it? how did you guys come up with the original
1: uh so so the first the first one too. They have a label to sell um uh, all star and uh, in two thousand eight uh, Peter came to to take over the business and like they
0: really, really have a really hard How time. was that? This like young guy, big tall redhead, you've been doing this for years comes up. <laughs> it
1: he he completed my dream. <laughs> I can say in that time. Uh and uh but when he came on board, like you know, mm-hmm. they they go to really difficult times in yeah. the vineyard, and uh, so uh, in 2010 uh, he finally get the mm-hmm. other bank that uh, they give it refinancial, give it loans to continue the operation, and uh, so I tell Peter I say like, okay, now that that we, you know, that you got money from the bank, like you gotta come into Jalisco and and see my little town there and. <laughs> You Know yeah. little town, little ranch, yep. and uh, so when he was yeah. there, uh, yeah, we're drinking tequila, maybe too much. But the great thing is about like the village there. We we throw a little party in my little house there, and like I don't spend any money in the invitations, everybody show up, right? right? <laughs> they, they know, they know, a spirit is there, like the stormings are there. And because a lot of the people working in the crew, they from the same area. Oh, area. Okay. So all the money they make here, they send it back to his family. So it's so much, so many people that benefit from this Coleman mm. Vineyard operation. Mm-hmm. So they happy to meet Peter. they happy to show up, and they happy to have a party. And uh, so in that time, Peter came to me and said, Ruben, like, if, he, if he, all these people will benefit from... You know la quadrilla they're working there uh the crew uh let's let's make it real, let's make it you know bigger Let, let's let's do something else, so when we come back from Mexico, he able to do a blend of the two thousand nine wine mm-hmm. and put it in, in in the bottle the
0: that, that you know starts
1: sale and uh
0: yeah amazing amazing yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> in addition to uh, la quadria um, and it's four hands is that like is that like who is like obviously it's expanded out but like who 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 are the members like you know there's three musketeers who who's like the original crew who is like your 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 partners in wine yeah so, so to speak? we have
1: people there they've been working for 15 years wow 16 years yeah, yeah. so uh,
0: uh, yeah, it's... Uh, shout, out, shout, out the crew, shout out to crew, man. Shout out to crew, man. They're going to listen to this and be like, they want to hear their names. It's like the Oscars. You got to like, oh, I want to thank, you know, and I want to thank uh, Jose. And I want to thank Haz-. like You got to gotta shout out to crew right now, man. Shout out to squad. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can First say... First of it, all, you got to say Maria, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's all over. I, I can say, like, we have the same people working there, mm-hmm. but we always have a like, turn turnover. Like, you yeah, know, maybe... Of course. I don't know three four five maybe five yeah. percent we have a new people we also been increase our work so so we get new people uh, uh, all the time and uh but the main thing is like we have a people they are the they've been working many years and they focus uh we got uh yeah of course maria mm-hmm. like she's she's like putting everybody and in, and in, in like focus at the work they mm-hmm. do it uh. We got uh Osvaldo, we got Lalo, we got Chifo, I I know the name names and uh and uh it's Jose, uh, Alfredo, or like yeah, I can name uh like Vero, like uh like some of the ladies, you know, we have a ladies working there too. Uh and it's uh but <laughs> kinda of the main thing about this is like overall it's kinda of making my job easy. Because we got the same people, <laughs> yeah. and they know uh, they know what to do. It uh, one of the huge benefits for me is that having the crew there, we able to make all these different wines. Mm-hmm. Because they when they go to the field, they go to the different blocks. Mm-hmm. They know that that block is gonna make this wine. It's that block is gonna make that wine. So they know th- what work they need to do it, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's. It's really, really easy, and also uh, they really care about his job because they know that they also is gonna make the cuadrilla wine, the <laughs> crew. Wine. So, like, they they really care about the quality of the work they do. It. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to assume, but I think the reason it's you get to work with. I mean. You guys work with every major Ballard Canyon vineyard, uh, you know, Jonata, Larner, Russack, Kimsey, yeah. Harrison, Clark. Yeah. And and and, I think I heard you say, and the, the ability to do that is because you have people who have been with you so long who know what to do. So you can send out groups to these vineyards, and they know what to do. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. And would you say that's a direct result of... When you were able, you know you and Pete came with the idea to like give them vines and let them let them let them make the decisions. do you think that's the best way for people to learn is let people make decisions and then learn from them i
1: yeah i I'm pretty sure that's that's kind of the main thing that make these people thinking that uh, oh okay i can my job will make a difference when the, before we do it that is it's the job that you come in every day in the morning and somebody will tell you what to do it. But now when we start this program, uh, they really they really care about what they do it because they know that the work they do is going to come back to his table mm-hmm. at some point and it's going to show to family and friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can say I, I'm very happy to see if, uh, we got other three other three uh, vineyards, mm-hmm. wineries, they've been follow this idea and they started making wine. They 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 cannot call la cuadrilla; they call differently. But mm-hmm. they started making wine. They they uh, they give it the profits to the crew they working in his vineyards, and uh, they also you know give it some of the wine to the crew members. So it's, I think what we start there is gonna be, it's gonna be something that. Pretty much every vineyard would do in Santa Barbara County, yeah, yeah. which is the day that happened, I'd be very happy.: yeah.
0: Ruben Solzano for governor people. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's talk about um, let's talk about like what's most important here. Let's talk about the Paramaria Maria wine. So where did the idea? I mean, obviously, love? But uh like when did the, the it go off to do wines uh for Maria for your for your wife?
1: Yeah, so uh that the idea to make that wine uh, uh it start when uh, we we make it the the quadrilla wine. Mm-hmm. And uh you know the all the profits from that wine it go back to the to the crew. Mm-hmm. But uh Maria and me we say like uh ah, yeah we don't we don't want to get these profits. We we want these profits to go to the. crew. You
0: wanted one hundred percent to go to the crew. Go to the
1: crew. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so in that time, uh, uh, I start to make a wine that that we call Echo por Ruben, made by Ruben, <laughs> and it's a, it's a wine that I wanna I wanna make a wine and I wanna try like like the different vineyards and uh, it's it's all Ballar Canyon. So I get uh, Harrison Clark, I get Kinsey, I get. Uh, Storm and I get different, different fruit every year, so I can try to see how I can make a difference in the wine if I farming something different in the vineyard. Got it. So, uh, so I make it out from 2008 to 2014, and uh, sooner or later I have it too much wine I can not <laughs> drink it. So we we able to put in label and uh, and try to sell that, uh, but. When uh when we see the uh, how how I involve in other vineyards and farming uh, uh, Peter came to an idea, I say like, uh, why we don't make a wine that we 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 can uh, be combined with the two families, the solaresanos and the stormens, mm-hmm. uh, because you guys don't want to get a profit from la cuadrilla, so we can get uh, fruit from other vineyards. They they. They cannot sell mm-hmm. they cannot mm-hmm. make enough wine to sell and then we we barrel it and, and sell this uh the name came uh, one day uh, or one night where we drinking tequila again <laughs> <laughs> under the tree they are and uh, uh, Jessica Spirit White and my wife maria they they drink tequila they they call each other the patrona. So they, you know, take a chops and uh, we have the mariachi there, and like the other sounds start, and other chop, and uh, and they, like Jessica say, like, oh, sorry, Maria, like I cannot, I cannot drink anymore. That's that's too much. Oh, come on, one more, <laughs> one more, patrona, and uh, and Jessica say, like, how you do it? I know you start very early every day, like and they you drinking, and uh, how you do it? Oh, I am a tecolota. Like I am a night owl. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tecolota. So uh so that's how they call uh, the town where she's coming from, mm-hmm. they called it the, the, the night owls, the tecolotes. Uh and that's because uh, they the town where she's coming from is is a little bigger town, so they got the electricity first. Mm-hmm. when my village and other little village around there they got the electricity later. So they can start his parties at ten o'clock in the night and go into three or four in the morning mm, okay our parties has to be shut down because we don't have <laughs> electricity so we we party a little bit in our village and then we go to Santa Cruz de las flores to continue yeah. uh and they you know everybody in the valley there they call it the, the tecolotes so that's how we came when the idea the they call this wine tecolotes and and then we call the Paramaria María de los Tecolotes.
0: Yeah. So how many wines are you um, <clears throat> making it with the uh, uh under the Tecolotes uh, label?
1: So we only make it two: the red, the red Para María, and the rosé.
0: And the Para Maria. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, was the rosé just? Uh, a, you know, rose papa, was it just a decision or just like through your travels, you know, you just you just wanted to really
1: Well it's again it's, it's, it's fruit that we they farm in, in other vineyards. Mm-hmm. So we able to buy this fruit by do a fruit eating by you know, like kinda of like hell get the fruit because they don't have a place to put it in. And that's how <laughs> these wines start, like uh so we able to get uh, really good fruit because I like,
0: I farm I it. mean I'm look cool who you're farming you're, <laughs> yeah. like, you yeah. you're not on the one oh one in those Kendall <laughs> yeah. Jackson vineyards, bro. You like prime real estate.
1: Yeah. No, we we able to get really good fruit and a really good price. So mm. so we're able to sell this wine for very decent price. Yeah, no, they're they're wonderfully and, priced. And, and, and uh and the quality is so high. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Like um you know, summer's coming up. Um, that rose, I had it last year. Um, like, what do you what do you pair your wines with? Because um, they're also, you know, even the red is only. It's just maybe it's just between fourteen and fourteen five, and it's good acidity. Like, what do you what are your some of your favorite pairings for your wines? Uh, Besides tri tip. <laughs> <laughs> it gotta be carne asada. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I I think the, like the Rosette wine, like uh, you can pair it. Uh, we normally pair it with uh, ceviche. We love ceviche, mm-hmm. and Uh we, mm-hmm. we pair it with that. But that wine, like we can pair it with food, or we can just
0: you can just drink it. That's drink that's, it.
1: that's just like drink it, drink yeah. it all summer long. Yeah, the red uh, the red Paramaria Is is. Uh, it's because we we use we do it the 30% Carponi fermentation mm-hmm. and the Syrah, and then so, so it's that brand is. Yeah, it gives it that. Yes, little kind of crunchy bite, little. Yeah, 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 bite. So you compare that with so many different things. Like uh, maybe like the beet stick is maybe too much, but you know, like with chicken and the barbecue and like uh, yeah. any vegetables and like even a little bit of. The, the, you know, carne asada, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's uh it's a really I I love that wine because it's it's powerful and it's balanced, but it's not really high alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> so we've been sipping on um Sun and Earth, um which Y'all know I don't – I this is like I'm going to try to be as spontaneous as hell. Like I didn't even review my notes. I literally come in and read these for the first time. Um, so, uh, Sun and Earth, that's the English translation of your name, Solar Zion. Yeah. Wow, oh, that's amazing. That's so cool. Um, been open for over an hour. Um, this is a 2019, and it is a MSG. It's a Moved Sarag Renache. We're coming in at 42, 42, and 16. I'm um, all uh, Stoltman Vineyards, Ballard Canyon. Um, how did this product, how did this wine, this project rather, this is a perfect time for drinking right away. Start at 6, 8, having a, like had lunch, getting that little buzz on. Um, how did this project come to life, the sun and earth? Yeah, so because we 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 make
1: the Paramaria wine mm-hmm. and uh uh you know it's really uh approachable wine and it's coming from different vineyards that I farming. Uh but Peter would say he he, he knows me and I my my idea um, um me to be Ruben, to be successful guy, uh I wanna make it like world class wine. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh so we have this idea about uh maybe have one ton the fruit, one barrel from Juanara, one barrel from Harrison Clark, one barrel from Stallman and yep. one Kinsey light and then make it the super Ballard Canyon right. But we we don't think it's gonna work because it might be one barrel that we like better than the other ones. Uh so by that time we think and so I say like, oh, Ruben is the vineyard. Like if he Reuben is gonna make a world class wine, he has to have a vineyard. He has to plant the vineyard. So throw those ideas and then we we looking at the vineyard and we see four acres is uh been empty in the back of my house. <laughs> and Peter and not say like, oh Ruben, like we got this four acres, like it's your land, like planting whatever you want, like this is yours and like uh so I get uh uh, one of the wines that I love the most of it uh, all the time, every year, is uh, La Croce, which is uh, it's a co-fermented wine that between the 50% percent San U.S. and 50% Syrah. Okay. So uh, I always have this idea, if I ever, you know, have a vineyard and I can make a wine, I would do a some co-fermented wines. So that's why I, I came with this idea to plant in Mont Syrah and Grenache. Right,
0: and you broke down like... You you specifically wanted um, certain exposures for each grape so that you could pick them at the same and the time. At the same time,
1: yeah. Yeah, knowing how the the grapes ripen there in Canyon, I Canyon, I can see when Modbedra ripens or Grenache or Syrah. And lucky that these four acres got the different, there's three with different exposures, So i able to put in the one that need more sun, uh, or ripens late, where they get more sun, and the one, that, in the merro, put in the on the morning sun, and the the one that ripens first, put in the afternoon sun, so get less sun. Uh, so far, <laughs> we've been able to pick in the uh, syrian Grenache mm-hmm. uh, together, and Grenache and Mosvendra. But uh, that the the whole idea is to change the. Some techniques in the farming, and help some vines to ripen early, and, and help the other vines to ripen late, uh, so we can pick in all, all, all the fruit at the same time, mm. and make this wine. So right now, even when five or four days the different, we we able to complement this this wine. Uh, because what what we don't wanna do is like the old style when they say they they. Eat, uh, they make a blend so or they co fermented different wines is because they they have a one variety mm-hmm. that ripens very, very early mm-hmm. and one variety ripens really, really late. So by get one of the varieties super ripe mm-hmm. and the other underripe, the they make it the wine. Right. right. But here the ideas have the three varieties ripening yeah. At the same time. Mm-hmm.
0: So How many vintages of this wine are there? Is this, how many, how many, how many produces?
1: This is the tour one. So we got uh, 17, which is very small, 18 and and 19.
0: What does it feel like after all your career? And you're not done, but what does it feel like to have like your own four anchors planted behind your house to make a world-class wine? What does that feel like for you?
1: Ooh. Can I cry? No. Yeah, please do. <laughs> trying to win an award here, man. Come
0: yeah. on, man. Cry. No, I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I don't I don't think I have the words to say how how it feels uh for me and uh, and uh, when when they came to me and offered these four acres, uh you know I I know I crazy enough that's gonna plant it. So the planting here is is six thousand vines per acre. So it's the three four rows, yep. two and a half between the vines. Because I, I believe it, that's the best way to get really high-quality fruit in Ballar Canyon. Mm-hmm. And also, like, uh, we be able to uh, have these vines by not doing irrigation, yep. you know, like most the years when the vines are strong and established. Uh, for me, that's the key. If he, if I he can have the vines working for me and I'm not working for the vines, <laughs> that's that's the Europe idea. Uh <laughs> I also you know I have a big family, so if I need a lot of people to work with me i can you, you, know, you have a get big
0: people. immediate family. How many children <laughs> do you guys have uh i no, I only have a two okay so, yeah. do, do they do are they following your footsteps or they're just like they love you, but like they like they went to u c s b and they're whatever they're
1: <laughs> yeah, out. oh my daughter uh she's twenty six years <laughs> old, so she married last year okay. so congratulations uh, yeah, she's now in the into the grapes or yeah. the wine now. My boy is twelve years old so he he start to to get in there so hopefully he
0: he will follow me yeah, on yeah. That level he'd be a fool not to so it's <laughs> like, sure, it's, like yeah. it's like your dad is like you know like a giant in the industry like eh, I'm gonna go do something else yeah. um <laughs> so I mean as badass as this is this wine and man you guys gotta send me some of this this is like this needs more time it's delicious yeah flat out delicious but you can tell this is built for the long haul. Like you said, it's world class wine. Like, yep. like I'd like, I'd like to get one of these like in the seven to ten year zone. I think it'd just be in its pocket, just, just. But I get beautiful black fruit, tar. I love tar in my Rhone stuff, man. Just, just, it's amazing. Um, but as badass as that is, um, you know, I'm on Instagram all the time. It's following you before. I even had a podcast because I was like, who's this guy, Ruben? He's a great whisperer. <laughs> following Pete, following Stoltman. They didn't follow me until Pete was on the podcast. It's okay. I get it. <laughs> but um they're making a film about your life? Or they're talking about it? We 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 talking about, yeah. What's that like? Like, like, okay, I know we've been listening to podcasts, but like, you're like, damn. Like, what's that like? How did that happen? And 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 I saw, here's the thing, like you 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 got you there's a movie about your life. You're a good-looking guy, but you, you're not fucking Jay Hernandez good-looking bro. I mean like not like, that, like yeah. whenever you get whenever you make a movie about your life, like like you it's going to be like it's going to be like some really good you know what I mean? <laughs> like what what was it like? Like did Jay was it Jay who optioned the rights? Like how did how did how did how did, did someone even come to approach you about it? How what was the conversation that happened? Did someone did someone visit the vineyard? I mean, like, I mean, like,
1: uh, I I think it's uh, it, it maybe has to a lot of, to do with this label. Yeah, uh, and and also the uh, the idea about La Cuadrilla wine and uh yeah. and how like this guy jumped the fence and came to, uh, and farming all all these uh, beautiful vineyards. Uh, one one of the main things when they when they came with this idea. For me what I what I love about this if we do it or we'll not do it, mm-hmm. like uh my main thing now is uh I wanna I wanna be able to pass whatever I learned these thirty years into many, many, many people. Mhm. So if i can be somebody that people were looking at me and uh and they they, they able to follow me or get some of my ideas and uh uh just Get them to the farming and do it what what they need to do it to increase the quality of the wine that's my main thing that's what i what I would like to do it and uh uh because i I really believe that uh, if we have more people like me that low wine and they mm-hmm. wanna increase the wine they like it good wine and they want to increase the quality of the fruit to make a better wine, that will be make a big difference. And the Sonnenaus Valley, one in California, because I really believe that we we can make really fantastic wines. Well, from, from that area. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, well. um,
0: <clears throat> so you didn't drink wine when you came to America. You started enjoying wine. Um, is there a bottle of wine that you had, like after you started working the vineyards, like where like the light bulb went off? You're like, oh, I get it. Like, what? Like, was there? Like, what's the bottle of wine that started it all for you? He's like, he's like, it's a of wine. Come on, bro. Come on, I'm a pro. <laughs> you know, um, was it what? 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 Uh, like. Um, Outside of all the delicious wines you get to drink because who you work with, but like, what are some of like your favorites, like from like the Rhone or from like like he's always working, like he's like working on tables. I love her. he's like yeah. he's a perfectionist. I I can totally get that. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, what do you drink outside of like you know the people you work with, like because obviously you're very inquisitive. You're always looking for ideas. Like, what are some of your some of your your, your wines you like to drink, like regions around the world?
1: Yeah, I would say the. Uh, I, I really love the, the grape, Sangiovese. I think that Sangiovese make it wines that it can be drinking for many, many years and mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. But my skin, my life, like everything around me is around Syrah. Okay. So Syrah, I can say it's uh, the variety that I will drink it. Uh, the the problem they will see in Syrah is like, because there's so many grapes that, like, people make it good wines and bad wines from yeah, Syrah. Yeah, right. But if he, i thinking about the wines that I've been drinking and the uh, and ones that I will remember my whole life is, uh, yeah, Hermitage, Jean-Louis you
0: know, I, I, I. Ruben I, don't fuck around. I visited. Not many people. I mean, he is a vineyard manager, but not people. People who fuck around in the vineyards get to drink shop. Let's be. Let's keep it one hundred. I visited him. Very high, (laughs) bitch. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I visited him in two thousand six,
0: and he visited him. Not many people in the world get to go. It's it's one of those places you put like no visitors.
1: Yeah. I went to his house, and we get down to the where he having the the winery yeah, of the, the wine the, and the like, cave, yeah. Yeah, the cob, yeah. So drinking those wines from the barrels there is like it's a it's a thing that I, they know I do it a year and I probably not can I able to do it again. Yeah. But uh I remember when uh twenty sixteen I went back to there and like uh we in the Rome Valley uh in the Burgundy Valley like maybe too many days. Mhm. So after five days they are drinking the pinot noir and charonnay we went to dinner and I told the guy like i i love pinot noir and charnay but i'm so tired like <laughs> i need a good syrah so drinking the uh, uh 2010 syrah mm. is like the bottle that I still remember and uh uh and then i don't know the wine is is so great because it sounds to me like it never given up. Like you always have something new, something better wine, something that that you like better. And uh, so you know, try the wines from the uh, club, okay. right? Yep, you know, club. Mm-hmm. try it. its winery. You're <laughs> able to visit the winery and, and try from the barrel and try those, is uh, it's amazing. I would say those the the club wines and the uh, the uh, Chatelet and Chayot, the uh, uh Balthazar, mm-hmm. You know, like it's different Syrahs, different wines, but it's like that's kinda what I hear it now. Like if he, if he California can make it those kinda wines, we all be happy.
0: <laughs> we all will be happy. <laughs> yes, California make those wines. Um <clears throat> Wow. Um Ruben, thank you so much, man. For coming in, um, these cats came straight off the plane, and, and you can see we're not in the new, we're not in our typical studio because they flew into New they came down to Jersey Shore, uh, and they about to go out, rip up New York, and then, uh, <laughs> and then go to a grand portfolio tasting for Skernick. Uh, so like they are in and out and coming in hot. Thank you so much, Ruben. Um, I really do appreciate your story, it's amazing, it's inspiring. Um, Tell people where they can um, be a part, of where they can find you, like your Instagram, like your websites, where they can be a part what you doing, how they can find the wines and stay in touch with you, What, what with everything you got going on.
1: Yeah. So uh, I can tell everybody that uh, everybody need to visit at, uh, the Santa Barbara County, Santa Valley. It. It's an amazing place to grow grapes. So many good wines they've been making there, and uh, we keep making better and better and better every year. And uh, yeah, i Ruben Solorzano, uh, Ruben Solorzano Ruelas on Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook. You guys can follow me. I, I'm not really – I'm so busy in the vineyard,
0: so I don't – Yeah, you don't have time for social media, but so but, what? we want to have lots of followers for when yeah. your, your movies at the Academy Awards and everything. Um, we'll make sure we'll put all those links in, in, in the show notes, Ruben. Um, you know, I'm going to pour a little bit more of this. I'm going to uh, say – for all you listeners out there, make sure that you check out the show notes for each episode. That's where we're going to have the the links to like the wine we drank, his, his uh, social handles, and all the cool things we discussed. To all the mavericks, the philosophers, the deep thinkers, and all you wine drinkers, Ruben, I say cheers to you, my friend, and cheers. peace. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something. You had some fun while you were here. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you want to be an insider and get special content, make sure you go over to blackwineguy.com and get on our email list.